Hey, hey, Cherry Go Lightly here. Welcome to a brand new chapter of Still I Rise. Many of you have been with me since the very beginning. I want to say thank you, and I love you all. Thank you guys for all the support and all the love. It's been two years, and we made it. If you've listened to my previous episodes, you know my story and you know my deal. I'm a single mom with two boys who has overcome narcissistic abuse. The new version of myself has emerged, and I'm excited to share my journey of self-love and self-rediscovery with you all in hopes that I may inspire and or empower those who may need an extra push for motivation or those that are in a rut. I am here to help you regain your confidence and take back your power so you can just grab your water or tea, your favorite drink, and let's talk. I can't wait to share this new chapter with you. Good afternoon, my dearest ones. So I've been doing a lot of thinking and I know that I have been absent for, I think, a few weeks now. But as you guys know, I do take these timely breaks so that way I can, you know, have some good content for you guys. I don't want to be repeating the same things over and over. But uh, today I decided I was going to go ahead and record an episode on Something that I think we have all been guilty of or we've fallen victim to. And um, that is toxic positivity. We do tend to find ourselves, you know, really trying to look on the bright side of things. And I know that in a few of my episodes, I have told you guys to look on the bright side of things. And, uh, you know, during this time that I have taken, I've definitely... uh, done some research and I started to like really watch videos and things like that uh, because I have been I've had my mindset on a certain um, level and now that I've been able to take a step back and really navigate through you know my thoughts I'm able to look at other people's perspective on things and just kind of shift the way my mind works. So let's get a quick word in from our sponsors and we will adjourn this conversation. Okay, welcome back. So it's officially October 1st. It's time to get out the winter gear and be cool instead of (laughs) enduring this agonizing heat yeah right it's still like 107 degrees outside right now here in southern california what the heck so i you know i'm over this heat you guys and i know for those of you that are in hotter areas you guys are like girl chill out it's not that hot i know that there's some places that are like 120 and i feel for you my heart goes out to you guys but um Going back into the whole toxic positivity. You guys, look, I'm going to tell you guys this. And look, as a disclaimer, I'm going to tell you guys, please, if you feel that you need to do any type of therapy with a professional, please do so. Um, Because I will tell you guys, I've said this on several different episodes, and actually I know I didn't this. I did not have this as a disclaimer on my more recent um, introductions, and I should do that. But I'm not 
any type of licensed therapist or professional to be helping you guys. I'm basically sharing with you guys my experience as I'm going through them and things that I'm picking up as my journey unfolds. So please, if you feel that you need any type of professional help, please do so. I advise you to because, you know, uh, there's a point to this. Actually, the thing is, I, as I was watching these videos, I've noticed that I have really, you know, got wind of what an influencer does and how influencers can really, as they're called, influence us to think a certain way. Now, I don't want to categorize myself as an influencer, but since there are quite a few people that listen to my podcast, I'm going to tell you guys right now, don't listen to me. (laughs) What I mean by that is don't follow everything that I am telling you guys to do if it doesn't suit you. Because the things that I share with you guys, not everybody is going through the same thing. Maybe there's parts of things that I share with you guys that, you know, you can relate to. And there's certain things that you probably cannot relate to. And that's okay. Not everything is, you know, going to work out the same way it is for every single individual. So what I'm trying to say is, As we go through certain cycles in our lives, however I dealt with a particular cycle, it doesn't mean that it's going to work out best for the next person, you know. um, And the reason why this kind of came to my mind is because I was watching a few YouTube videos on um, certain authors and I've noticed that there was quite a bit of toxic positivity messages going along and you know I thought to myself wow you know this is this is a mess and um, another documentary that I recently watched was the Paris Hilton documentary and this poor girl has been tormented you know a lot of us have known her to be this bubble-headed you know Barbie doll like you know beautiful socialite or heiress but as it turns out, she's actually very brilliant and very, you know, um, entrepreneur, a businesswoman. You know, there's a lot of women that will probably, after watching this documentary, look up to her because she is a self-made, you know, millionaire. And one of her goals is to be a self-made billionaire. Now, in the documentary, I don't want to spoil it, but there's a scene where... Nikki Hilton talks to her sister and asks her, when are you going to settle down? And she says, well, you know, I'll settle down once I make a billion dollars. That's her goal. And that's where she will be happy. And look, you guys, there's totally nothing wrong with having goals. But the one thing that I really want to, um, you know, just tell you guys is as you guys are going through these hard and horrific times in your life, you know, status 
look, right now, it's especially if you're listening to this podcast, obviously there's a reason for, you know, the categories that you're going through, and that's why you're listening. Um, a lot of us are broken. A lot of us have issues. Um, maybe a few of us have been going through divorce. Maybe a few of us are trying to find ourselves. And th- that's what Still I Rise is about. It's really about finding yourself, trying to heal from within, so you can navigate through these cycles of life. Um, you know, I, I don't have the answers for you guys. I don't have the answers to your personal cycles and things like that. I'm just here to just give some of my insights. And I hope that some of my insights will help you guys to navigate through these cycles where you do find yourself, where you do become a stronger person, where you realize that you are enough, that you are a beautiful soul. And, you know, you guys do really see what healing entails. I was talking to a good friend of mine earlier and another reason why I've laid low from recording is because I go through different notions of being okay, being motivated, you know, just being at my best tip-top shape as far as mentally, emotionally, and with life there always has to be a balance. And this is why it's so important to not have that toxic positivity mindset because you could say well it's okay I am going to do this and I'm you know everything is going to be okay no my friends you have to recognize the reality your own reality because you know when you have this false you know the elephant okay (laughs) How do I say this? I'm trying to not sound too judgmental. But let's say, for example, toxic positivity is when there's an elephant in the room that everybody is just trying to avoid. You know, and I have been in, you know, I've mentioned different companies that I've been in and, you know, they're great. However, one of the reasons why I did back down or back off from being in these companies is because of the toxic positivity. Um, You know, everything is about your goals. Everything is about, you know, um, running and just hitting all these milestones in your life. And you'll be happy if you hit these milestones. But when this pandemic hit, you know, it gave me the time to really think about being present now, look, you guys, please don't think that I'm bashing any of, you know, that. And if, hey, if that type of mindset works for you, then that's great. But the one thing I'll say is when you do have that mindset, and I say this because I have endured this and I've, you know, found myself a little bit more messed up after this. Because everything was like, well, I'm happy when I'm busy. I'm happy when it's chaotic. I'm happy that I have things kind of flying at me. Are we really, though? Let's shed some light on this. Are we really happy with all of this stuff flying at us? Because for myself, I found that I had my regular 9-to-5 job, which is a very respectable career, in my opinion. You know, I've 
worked my butt to get where I am today in my career. So it's a very respectful job that I really have to make sure that I am, you know, on my toes with this job because it's just, it's, you know, it, it deals with, it deals with claims. It deals with, you know, government (laughs) insurance and things like that. So I have to be on my toes with my job. So aside from that, yes, I do work from home, but you know, also being a mom, we all know that we cannot half-ass that job. It's not easy. So with that being said, it's like I have to make sure that I'm correctly raising, or I don't wanna say correctly because there is no correct, wrong, or way to raise a child, but I have to make sure that I'm present and I, I wasn't for, you know, eight years. I found myself just, okay, event after event after event, meeting after meeting after meeting. And, you know, of course it'll burn you out. And the topic is, you know, hitting your dreams and goals. And you don't stop until you get there. And the way that I see that is if you guys have ever seen the movie Click, that's exactly the main it just hits the nail right on the head. I see that what you're doing is you're like, okay, I want to hit my goals. It's just like Adam Sandler's character. He wanted to hit his promotion. And in the midst of all that, he missed his kids growing up. You know, it's like he fast forwards and he's like, you know, he, he has the job that he wants. He's so happy with it or he thinks he's happy with it. But then it's like he misses so many phases of his children's lives. And it's like they don't really know him. And if you are a single parent, it is actually very devastating when, you know, for not just, even though my kids were with me during these events, you know, I'm thinking, what am I doing for their livelihood? You know, as far as like, okay, like their quality of life, like what did I offer for their, their childhood? You know, um, they ended up going to all these business, you know, events and things like that. But what did I do? What did I do to make things fun for them? What are the sentimental things that I've done for them? And, you know, I would on the days that I didn't have so much going on, you know, but I would also assure them the reason why I'm doing this is because X, Y, Z. And look, if you're getting somewhere with it, great. But all I'm going to say is, like, I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to knock on businesses or, you know what I mean, high goals. That's great. But I will say this. Please remember, if you are a parent, whether it's two of you guys, one of you guys, take the time to really just spend with your children. Because they're going to remember this stuff. You know, you have to have a balance. It can't just be about goals. It can't just be about the future. You also have to think about the present and be present with the blessings that are coming your way. You know, um, and I believe that when we are more future, you know, goals and future oriented with the mindset, we forget about everything else. We tend to just overlook everything else 
you know, you didn't realize you're so busy looking far ahead into your path that you don't see what's going on in front of you, you know, um, and that tends to happen a lot. And if it does happen, don't beat yourself up. It took me a while to realize that. And that's exactly why I took a step back from taking on any extracurricular activities because it's like I know what I am capable of now, you know, actually having that awareness, that self-awareness and having that self-accountability, you know, you start realizing, you know, what you have time for, what you can put your commitment into and things like that. It does take some time to establish that. There's some of us that are just, you know, um, yes, sir, people pleasers. And so we decide to partake in things even though we wanted to say no. And um, that's a strong characteristic to have once you're able to master that. And if you are starting that, where you, you know, you're beginning to have the strength to put your foot down and say no. And I know that because I still go through this. Sometimes I'll tell myself, oh my God, do I sound like a jerk? Or I'll start feeling bad or certain people will like put in guilt trips for me and I'll say, you know, I used to feel bad. I no longer feel bad. And I'll tell you guys why I don't feel bad. Because look, at the end of the day, when you get to know yourself, you get to know your life. You get to know, you know that you you are the designer, the author, whatever, the creator of your own life. Okay? And look, this is not a rah-rah speech. This is me being honest with you. Okay? You are the creator of your own life. And, you know, every chapter you do, at the end of the day, have control over. You don't have control over the things that happen externally. Like if your car breaks down, you don't have control over that. But you do have control over, you know what I mean? It's like, please, the difference between the toxic positivity and just recognizing the reality of things, okay? So you have... Let's say your car breaks down. I've had somebody like ridiculously tell me, I remember um, one of the events, my car got my, you know, and mind you, this is my only source of transportation. I'm a single mom. I have to, you know, I have to do things on my own. And I know that a lot of people at that time were tired of hearing that sob story, you know, and those false positivity that would go on that, that would be put on, on top of that as a band-aid would be like, I know it's tough right now, but don't worry. It's going to be okay and worth it in the long run. What the heck? Okay, I locked my keys in, the, in my car. And at that time, I wasn't doing so well financially. So I did not, but here's the thing. I know this sounds, you're like, okay, well, you locked your keys in your car. What's the big deal? What I didn't get to is, um, okay, I had to travel to an event and I couldn't find my keys. And I was worried that my keys fell near the car or, you know what I mean? Or maybe I left it in the car and somebody sees it and somebody steals the car or what have you. So I was very nervous about that. And, you know, many people will say, oh, my God, you're so paranoid. Look, when that's your only means of transportation and you do not have the finances or the means to purchase another car, you know, you are going to be or like having to endure the headache. Because like, let's say, for example, even if I lost those keys, well, I have a secondhand car and key fobs, as many of you guys know, are not easy to replace because 
they cost an arm and a leg. So having to endure all that, knowing that I'm going to have to, I'm going to need my car to pick up groceries, to drop my kids off at school, pick them up, etc., etc. It's a necessity. So, you know, it's like temporary solution. That's the reality. Okay. That's me recognizing the reality that if I, if I lose the keys or lose my car, I'm going to have to find a temporary fix that will probably cost me more or cause me more of a headache or cause somebody else a headache because I'm going to have to have somebody help me, which I don't really like asking for help because I don't like bothering other people. So with that being said, I was thinking about all of that and at the same time I was like, okay, well if this happens, here's a possible solution, but you guys all know how that is when you brainstorm in your head. But, you know, it's like when I was worried about that, I was told, don't worry about small things. You know, things are going to get big. Really? I didn't appreciate that because the person that told me that, like, just to be honest, I saw it as they were dismissing my problem and trying to give me that false po- or that false or toxic positivity. And a lot of people think that that's helpful. It's not. It's not helpful. As a matter of fact, I'm going to be very blunt on this. I've done this before and I'm going to tell you guys I am a douchebag for doing that. Because I now know what it feels like and how I looked when I did that. You look like a douchebag when you do that. You're not being empathetic, not even sympathetic. You are just being dismissive. And that's pretty much telling the other person that you don't care. You know, let's just focus on the bigger picture. There are small things. But if somebody's worried about something and the extent of their worry is large, don't patronize them for worrying about it because how they feel is how they feel. If you're going to be a friend, be helpful. Maybe even offer, like if they're in that situation, is there anything I can do? Would you like me, you know, to call AAA? I know that you're like a few hours away or like, you know, you're like eight hours away, would you like me to call AAA and, you know, something along those lines. But, no. You have to face your reality. And sometimes it's like, I hate to talk negatively towards anything. But, one of the reasons why I had to take a break from certain people is because it's like later on you kind of realize who is looking out for your best interest and who is not, you know. um, And I also had to really be to myself to be able to find my true self. 
and you know be able to navigate through problems on my own because before I was that person that would be like oh my god what would you do what what should I do what I wish for all of you guys if you're going to get anything out of this podcast I do hope that you guys find the strength to look to yourself and find the solutions because as helpful as certain people can be at the end of the day I can honestly tell you that that pass that hall pass of help will come to an end or it will be exhausted for a brief moment it's like you know it's kind of pulling out that lifeline and having somebody aid you eventually it's like you know if you use it too much you will exhaust those benefits and you're going to have to wait for that to replenish. So, you know, in the meantime, or, you know, even then it's like, instead of borrowing somebody else's services, you know, look to yourself to be able to provide those services for yourself instead of having to wait around for other people. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with having help, but In this life, my friends, we do have to learn how to be resourceful. We have to learn how to look to ourselves. You know, help is great. And, you know, there are times where you cannot do it by yourself. But there are some people that I've noticed that are very dependent. And, you know, I was one of those people. And it took this, you know, shake, rattle, and roll in my life in order for me to become you know, more self-sufficient. I've always been self-sufficient or so I thought until I had to do everything on my own. You know, um, and when I say that, I'm not saying don't, (laughs) please just keep your ego down and, you know, celebrate, you know, for yourself and just be proud of yourself. There's no need to put others down because you are doing everything on your own. And I know I had that ego before, um, and at times I do. I'm only human, but sometimes I have to keep myself in check and tell myself it's, you know, sometimes I have to even remind myself of what I am capable of in order to, you know, get back to where I need to be. So, you guys, um, I'm going to go ahead and take a short break. We're going to go ahead and hear from another one of our sponsors, and I will return. Okay, so welcome back. If you guys have not drank any water, I would advise you to. Let's, let, let's drink some water together. Go ahead, you know, grab your water bottle, cup, or what have you. I apologize. I'm a loud drinker, but I try to drink as much water as possible now because I've noticed that when you are dehydrated, well, you know, I mean, as a nurse, I know this, when you are dehydrated, it will affect your mental state of mind. (laughs) So make sure that you stay hydrated. So you guys, another thing I'm going to tell you, you know, to coincide with toxic positivity, it is okay to not be okay. Just like the new Marshmallow and Demi Lovato song. It's okay not to be okay. <laughs> you know, 
that's another thing about toxic positivity. They want you to mask all that. But, you know, the thing about healing is, let's say, for example, with myself. And, you know, I know a lot of you guys can relate to this. Sometimes, like after my divorce, I remember asking myself, what the hell is wrong with me? What is wrong with me? Like, you know, it's like when I went through my divorce, it wasn't just like a breakup. But I didn't realize this with my previous relationships when I had to go through breakups and stuff like that. Um, You know, it's like I really wanted to heal from the inside out. And I didn't realize how deep my wounds were. Because what I would do is I would think to myself, okay, I don't want to think about that. I would have bad childhood memories and things like that. And I would think I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to think about that. There were certain things that would happen and I guess you could say that during my adult or my teenage years transitioning over into my 20s, I tried to bury a lot of these memories. And when I realized after my divorce who was truly there for me, it hurt or When I say that, I'm trying to leave out the negativity part of it because, like I said, I don't know who listens to this. You know, it is what it is. But I realized who had my back and who didn't have my back. And I would wonder to myself, because of that, I would start asking myself and wondering, what did I do wrong to where it's like I... You know, even people that I'm supposed to be closest to, the people that are supposed to have my back, they don't have my back. And if you guys hear noise in the background, it's my dogs. I never understood what was wrong with me. For the longest time, for as long as I can remember, as a child, or, you know, I always wondered why was I not good enough? And... Certain things that resurfaced, as far as with my childhood, being called stupid, you know, being humiliated in front of family members and things like that, being yelled at in front of family members. I realized that I was getting emotionally abused. And because of that, I have had some internal issues that I never really got to, um, you know, that I never healed from. And that's why a lot of my relationships, even prior to my marriage, were not exactly healthy. It's not easy for one to admit that, you know, in some of those relationships, I was, in fact, you know either the toxic one or I contributed to being toxic in that relationship. And after going through a divorce, I never wanted to go through that pattern again. Because my main intent was to break the cycle of everything. Breaking the cycle of family quote-unquote values, breaking the cycle of you know, myself, (laughs) breaking the cycles of, 
you know, being toxic to other people and being toxic to myself. And I'm still working on that. I'm not exactly the most purest of pure people. Is it easy for me to admit that? It's not. Sometimes my emotions still get the best of me. Sometimes I do go through moments of self-loathing. And as hard as it is for me to admit this right now, and I'm trying to not tear up, but during those phases are the phases that I am not recording or I'm hiding out. Because I do tend to question my value. And it's hard because there are times where I do have to be around certain individuals that still make me feel less than what I am. Most of the times I am strong enough to be able to, you know, just let it roll off my back. But there are times where, you know, let's say even if I'm not being directly attacked, there's little jabs and those little jabs are like ticking time bombs that are being put into the surface of your skin. And then you go back for another visit and then those little ticking time bombs are like little marbles or roly-polies that are just being in your skin. And then eventually it's like you have enough and bam, it blows up. So, you know, a lot of you guys might say, well, if that's the case, then why not cut off? It's tough. Sometimes you can't just cut off. Sometimes you just have to put boundaries. And the boundaries are the best things that you can do. So... With that being said, I've noticed that as this happens, you know, it's time for me to tap out and um, basically skip a few visits. Uh, Major holiday seasons are coming up, so I know that I'm going to have to, you know, ride those out. But I also have to recognize the fact that I have the ability to pick and choose whether or not I'm going and however my time is going to be utilized, I have a say-so. Um, you know, whether or not people try to guilt me, that's fine. But, you know, we also have to remember that when we are being guilted, you know, um, we have to recognize that that is not a form of love. That is a form of manipulation, which is also a form of abuse. So it's like, you know... You, if you are going through a cycle of narcissistic or manipulation in your life and it's tied to people that you cannot just abruptly cut off, you have to really pay attention to what you're feeling. Pay attention to what you're able to endure. And if you're not able to endure it, then you know what I mean? You need to take a step back. And if people really do love you, you know, you have to take into account that they will not put you through this stuff. And as much as you do want to tell these people, well, if you love me, you wouldn't put me through this. Just face the facts. 
if they haven't listened to you for years, they're not going to listen to you now, you know, because even though they tell you that they care about you, the reality of it is their best interest is put over yours. These people do not have any type of consideration for you. They may love you, but they love you in their own way. But you also have to remember that it's really not all that easy. You can't convince people. You cannot change people as we are all on our own personal journey. These people are on their own personal journey. So you have to remember that. You have to come into terms and acceptance that this is how it is. So, you know, my friends, I've gone through a great deal of pain. And I wish that I could tell you guys that there's a way to avoid this pain. But please understand that in order to heal, you must feel this pain. I'm not saying go out and look for pain and look for new pain, self-inflicted pain. But, and this is another reason why sometimes we become a little bit more, I guess you could say, aware in particular about what we are allowing into our lives once we recognize that we are still in the process of healing because what ends up happening is, you know, we do you know we do have that respect for ourselves um you know sometimes having so much in our lives can can be very uh overwhelming you know and uh it's like having that balance like earlier when i was talking about you know, being busy and being chaotic. Here's the thing. It's like you got so much going on. You can't focus on one thing. And you know what I mean? You're half-assing a bunch of tasks. So that's why at times when I'm going through these hard emotional times, I find myself, you know, taking a step back so I can actually just self-reflect and see how I can heal you know, and like, again, healing takes time. And so it's like, you do have to be kind and gentle to yourself. You know, everything else will always be there. But you have to allow yourself to heal. You have to allow yourself to just take everything in and understand it. Um, you know, like, again, you know, don't speed things up. Don't try to hide things because they will resurface again. You know, as I go through my pain, there's been times where it's like I've... This week I have cried uncontrollably. And, you know, I, I've, hurt, I've gone through certain things that have really hurt. And, you know, I've tried to just keep myself focused on other things but that doesn't work so it's like during the times I just have to sit down and address it and 
you know, that way I can move on from it. Acceptance is the best thing that you can do to help heal. It's like the vitamin C for that wound. You know, um, certain relationships are kind of like a virus. Once you get it, you'll probably, you know what I mean? It, it will stay within you. It's like the flu. You get it every season. And that's how it is. You know, that, that's just like the relationships that I had mentioned to you where you are, you know, you can't cut them off, you know, but you will have those moments where you will be crying. You will have those moments where you will be sad. And then those are the times that you have to take a break and just take care of yourself and do what's best for you and your family, your children, whatever the case may be. Once again, I've stressed this several times. If you are not good, you will not be able to take care of the people that you need to take care of. So you have to make sure that you are good. It doesn't mean that, you know, taking care of people doesn't mean that you are a human target or you are a human shield or, you know, you are not invincible emotionally. And it doesn't mean you're too sensitive. Don't ever let anybody tell you that you are being way too sensitive. Or don't ever tell anybody that. Get to the stem of why they're feeling that way. We never know what anybody's going through. You know, I've mentioned in one of my previous episodes when I was talking about, you know, triggers and things like that. You know, um, I remember being one of those people that would tell others that they're too, or, you know, just even gossip and tell other people, oh, that person's being too sensitive. I shouldn't have done that. Because in actuality, it's like, I have gone through that where somebody told me I was being too sensitive. Or they'd asked me, you know, why don't you like this? And I just remembered certain, you know, um, memories that actually, that's where that particular dislike or trigger stemmed from. You know, and um, if you, if it has anything to do with a partner and if they're loving enough to understand it and help you through it, then that's the best way to go. Right now, it's like if you guys have gone through any type of divorce, separation or whatever, it's like if you're trying to work things out with your partner, I really do hope and I pray for you guys that your partner has realized the things that have hurt you guys and you realize the things that have hurt your partner and you guys are willing to work things out full force if your partner or you are a narcissist hey look there's there's hope for everything but you guys have to recognize all of the toxic behaviors that you guys are holding um i do hope for those that you know still have hope within their relationship to be able to work things out and um you know if you are single, now is that time to really heal, to really truly enjoy the, you know, your own presence and the solitude, you know, instead of feeling lonely. Loneliness is a big thing. I, I don't want to sit here and do that um, toxic positivity. But one thing that has definitely helped me out when I, when I felt alone, because I would have times where actually last or two, last year or two years ago, 
I remember being at my old apartments, my kids would be with my sister and um, my boyfriend would actually like things were not going too well for us. And I remember just being lonely and feeling alone. And, you know, it's like so many thoughts just kind of popping into my head. And I realized that, you know, I I'm not sure exactly what it was that, you know, got me to um, enjoy my time alone. But I remember I was watching Eat, Pray, and Love, and, you know, certain things from that movie really, you know, helped me. Um, slowly but surely, I remember I was doing things like reorganizing my living space. I remember cleaning up my kitchen. I remember just, you know, enjoying, just putting together my home. Because, you know, when they say look on the bright side of things, you know, it, it's like I'm not saying like, okay, please, you know, wallow in our, <laughs> let's wallow in our self-pity and you know what I mean? Allow ourselves to be depressed. It's okay to be depressed, but you also have to remember that being depressed, it's like, you know, you are recognizing those feelings, but don't park your car there. Make sure that you do, you know what I mean? It, it, I see this as a, a wake-up call from the universe. It's like redirecting yourself on your navigation system. You're taking a break, you know, instead of like crashing all over the place. You're redirecting the navigation system or... You know what I mean? It's like you're on your Google Maps and you're like really trying to see if there's, you know, um, maybe maybe the route is glitched. Who knows? And you maybe you just need to, you know, take a breather and realize, OK, well, you know, what, let me navigate through here and, um, you know, I'll be able to get to my destination a little bit better from this this way. So, you know, um Usually when I go through my spurts of depression, um, one thing that has helped me is I do have to-do lists. Um, I used to write them down, but, you know, I mean, I would recommend writing them down. But I have to-do lists so that way it's like I'm not wallowing in my self-pity and forgetting to do certain chores and my entire apartment looks like, looks like how I feel. So it's like I do push myself to do at least three things on that to-do list and you know that has definitely helped my mentality because like when I get behind I get more depressed so it's like I don't allow myself to get behind so what I do now is uh you know I'll I'll have different projects and if I don't get to one I don't beat myself up you know um if I get to be on three on my to-do list then I'm actually very happy for that so it works out, um, you know, but of course it's like, you know, there's that self-discipline of making sure that I do take care of certain things and I don't leave things lying around. Uh, like for example, today I felt out of it. I just, I'm not sure what it was. I think it was like lingering from, you know, things that happened earlier on in the week. And, uh, you know, it's like, Yesterday, my boys and I decided we were going to DoorDash. Actually, it was the day before yesterday. Um, it worked out, actually, because there was a few situations that occurred during the weekend that just kind of triggered me, and I was a mess. And I literally told my boyfriend that I felt like a mental health patient because it was just like I felt a mess. I would be working, and then I would start crying, and, you know, it just it was bad. Luckily, um, you know, I do take care of myself at times. 
I, you guys know, I always talk about getting my lashes done. That's what, you know, gives me joy. Um, you know, that's the one thing that I do for myself. It's a very expensive, you know, um, endeavor, if you will, but you know, I enjoy it. And, um, you know, Monday I ended up getting my lashes done. I felt a little bit better, you know, and then Tuesday I did some door dashing with my boys. And then yesterday during my lunch, I ended up, um, you know, doing some more self care. And then we did some more door dashing. Um, also on Tuesday, I got a few things done. You know, I actually cleared up some space in my closet because I had a few things from work from previous years that I had just kind of lingering in the back of my closet. And being that I have very limited space here, I was like, oh my gosh. So I actually ended up, you know, um, I finally called IT, had them send me over a box, and then I actually dropped it off to FedEx. So it was like a big weight lifted off of my shoulders. Um, I, I still have a few more things to do, which is like actually one of them I do need to get rid of my wedding dress. Um, I was hoping that I could find a place that could repurpose it for a good cause. But unfortunately, the one place that was recommended to me, they no longer do that because they lost their seamstress. So if you guys know of any, please message me. But you know, the point that I was getting with that is it's like when I get rid of a few things that no longer spark joy or in my opinion, I feel kind of like, you know, um, when I see certain things and it reminds me of my old place, you know, um, I try to get rid of it. I've talked about this in my previous podcast episodes. You know, you feel lighter, you feel better. So, you know, um, that's one thing I can recommend, you know, maybe like reorganize everything in your home. You know, um, today I ended up reorganizing my workspace so that way I could feel a little bit more motivated. Um, another thing I started doing is like, I started repainting a lot of my pots, uh, for my plants. A lot of them had the different, I hate to say this, but they were kind of like cheesy colors. Um, these are the plastic pots and instead of me buying new pots, I actually got some white paint and started painting them like a beigey, white, silverish color, like kind of mixing it in to make it look like marble. Um, because I, I believe that the color actually brings a pleasing sight to the eyes. Uh, you know, working on my garden and things like that. So actually there's a few more things that I do need to paint that I am actually very excited about. So, you know, you could do things like that. Do things that you know is going to raise your vibration and your spirits. Um, you know, just, and you know, when I see these things, I'm like, wow, I do this. This is actually pretty good and creative, you know? Um, I organize my home and design my home. It used to be like, I, you know, I have that mentality where I'm like, I want to look like I want it to look this way because I think people will be intrigued by this. But now my home is more cozy and more on my comfort level. Also more along the lines of, you know, what's peaceful to me. Um, you know, my home is my home. 
you know, I mean, of course, I love welcoming people and, you know, just, I like entertaining intimately in my home. You know, um, I do enjoy making dinners for like one or two friends that come over. Um, but you know, I'm not, I'm no longer entertaining a lot of people. I don't have the high tech versions of electronics and stuff to to brag about but you know I mean the things that I do love is just you know the comfort the you know what I mean like just feeling at ease and at peace and feeling safe in in my own home and you know that's the environment that I want to create for myself and for my kids so you know um, I love having the feeling of coming home or like even when my boys and I are door dashing, that feeling that we get when we walk into our home, it's like, oh, it feels so great to be home. When I see my plants and things like that. And for those of you guys that follow me on Instagram, you know, I'll be taking more pictures of like once I get everything together, I'll be taking more pictures of my of my apartment. And, you know, again, um, one of the people that I've um, really like watched on YouTube that has definitely been um, well I've been doing it but you know she's inspired me to do a little bit more is uh, her name is Anne and her YouTube channel is a girl and the word you know she's got this cute little corgi I follow her on Instagram as well and you know I just I love her apartment I just love her thoughts and her insights on things you know, and as an influencer, I think that, you know, more people should be um, having that type of content. You know, um, that's how they should be influencing people. And um, I, I absolutely love it. So I do recommend that you guys do like, you know, um, watch her stuff on YouTube, follow her on Instagram again, a girl and the word, you know, it's very peaceful. I would love to achieve that type of peacefulness and you know, that type of, um, mindset. But I mean, even for her, I've noticed that she does go through some, you know, strings of emotions and stuff, and she does have her ruts and she does admit it. So, you know, you guys, I, I really wish the best for all of us. And I know that 2020 is coming to an end, you know, and I do hope that you guys are able to, you know, find your way and navigate yourselves out of this, you know, these times but you know for now that's all I have for you guys you know um reach out if you guys need to I'm always happy to hear from my listeners you guys are awesome and you're the reasons why I I I still do what I do you know um I appreciate every single one of you guys and I have so much love for you guys you know so I'm sending you guys out some love and positive energy until then be kind to yourselves And we're going to get through this together. Bye for now.